Welcome back to First Draft Phil. My name is Phil Lager, and this is the podcast where we talk about worship and music and following Jesus. All three of those things rolled into one today because my guest is Aaron McLean. This is the second part of a conversation I recently had with my friend. And what comes to mind when I think about what you're going to hear today are two verses from the Old Testament. One is from the book of Psalms. The Lord says that he sets the lonely in families and then that he brings beauty for ashes. And as Aaron shares a little bit more of his story today, you're going to see how God is faithful in his life and how God has done that very thing. So sit back and enjoy part two of my conversation with worship artist Aaron McLean. From that moment, uh, this might be kind of cool for me to tell you what I observed. Um, uh, and now that I know, because I didn't, I didn't know any, I didn't know what was going on for you personally. You know, we had not been con- connected on a personal level. I knew of you, and we mm. had similar friends, but I wasn't day to day involved in your life. Um, but what I, but you know, through the blessing and curse of social media and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and being able to witness you over the years and, and, and yeah, witness what God was doing in your life. Here's what I saw, and I wrote this down. I saw you go from trepidation to confidence in leading and from being unsure to slowly but surely, this is who I am. This is what God has called me to do. Stepping more and more into that. Now, um, a little aside, I just dropped my son off today for his first job outside of like a camp job. And so it's like kind of, you know, I'm watching him go and he's the protector in me wants to, you know, be like, come back to the car. We'll just go home, you know, but like, he's got to step out into the world, you know, and he's got to get on the other side of that nervousness, mm-hmm. trepidation, and step into it. So talk about, maybe we talk about that and the steps that led you from that moment where you step, where you started to step into that and really embrace who God was calling you to be to your eventual move to Colorado. Sure. Yeah. So that day, if anybody has ever experienced TYI, it is a different even after all the things that the Lord has allowed me to do, all the camps, all the conferences, all the all the rooms that He's allowed me to be in, TYI is just special. Mm. There's just a hunger. There's a hunger. I don't know if it's because people, you know, young adults are coming off of the long camp season or whatever. It is just special. So that day, leading with you guys and leading this song that became almost like a modern hymn, hymn for us as, as, as teenagers. That was super special. And then that night I won an award and, and I want to, I want to preface that those awards, at least for that year for me was like God telling me, I see you. Hmm. I didn't have it all right. I didn't have it all together. Hmm. I didn't have it all set up. Right. Like, I was quiet that week because I was going through it. I was respectful that week because I couldn't take being 
being on someone's list. <laughs> just, just being honest. Like, <laughs> like I was. You were trying to I stay. Was, you were trying to stay out of the spotlight. I was trying to stay so far back into the background, mm-hmm. and just kind of like posture myself to just be low. And that moment was so special and so different for me because for the first time it felt what felt like three years. It was God like, no, I really see you. Hmm. Like, I have seen you this whole time. Gave me the confidence to go back into the season of life I was in and like deal with it. Deal with the stuff. Deal with the fact that I was homeless. Deal with the fact that I was addicted to, to things that shame to admit. Deal with the fact that I have this burden on my heart, but I have no, I have no leadership, no discipleship, like, or not that I could see at the moment, like, mm. like, it's time to deal with this. Yeah. And so I went back home, and I dealt with it, mm. and um, I ended up at a point where right I was like this close, um, like super close to living out of my car, mm. going into 2016. And my closest brother and best friend for the past 15 years now, um, Stephen Goodyear, I was over his house hanging out one night and knew very well that if I leave this house, I have nowhere to go. Mm. I have nowhere to go. And so, again, it was this moment where I had to humble myself. And I said, bro, i got nowhere to go. Me and my grandmother are not on good speaking terms. I feel like... I can't go back home. Hmm. I was alone. It was just my grandmother, and we did not have a good relationship. Yeah. He said, um, do you want to talk to mom? His, his, his mom, who loved me like one of her own, Heather and Mark Goodyear, loved me like one of their own from the moment that they met me. Hmm. I, I walked up, so I'll never forget. This is so many linchpin apex moments. I'll never forget this. I walk up. It's like, Seven, eight o'clock, it's, it's January of 2016. Steven walks up and he says, Mom, I think Aaron wants to talk to you. I say, hey, Mom, um, I just got to share these things with you. If I leave here tonight, I have no place to go. I'm going to sleep in my car tonight. And I could ask to stay a week. I could ask to stay two weeks. But I know that I need somewhere to be. And I don't want to pressure you into this. I don't want you to feel like this is anything like manipulation. Like, I love you guys. And I don't trust a lot of people. I'm very hard at trusting. I just, I need you to lead me here, basically. Um, and she says to me, she says, I was wondering when you'd come up and ask me. <laughs> wow. Um, oh, I don't want to cry, but it's like such a... Every time I, re- I, re- I recount this story, I'm like, the faithfulness of God in the, in the things he tells his people yeah. without me even knowing. Mm. And I was wondering when you were going to tell me yeah, wow. this. She said, and she said to me, the guest room... It's right over there. Put your stuff in there. What's your car situation like? Are, do you owe on it? Was, you know, we began to talk logistics like, 
I'm not just going to give you a bed. Like we're going to, we're, we're going to, we're going to, she nursed me back to health. Yeah. Wow. That family nursed me back to health. And, mm. and, um, ugh, if it wasn't for them in that season, along with Antoine and Bethany Yoakum, mm. I don't know if there's a Colorado. I don't know if there's, if I'd be married with my own home. Like, okay. I don't know if I, if I don't know. Yeah. If it wasn't for the faithfulness of, of the pastors I was under and the friends that decided to make me family. That's awesome. They mean the world to me. And she said to me, she, she said one thing. She said, I'm not even going to require you to get a job because I don't think that's your problem. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's the concern. She said, um, I want you to teach my sons what you've learned. Yeah, wow. So I want you to teach them how to cook. <laughs> I want you to teach them how to clean. I want the I want you to teach them how to get up in the morning and do and, and update a resume and do and you know go out for job interviews. I want you to teach them to have a secret place time with the Lord, hmm. like which is something that was really pivotal for me and really integral for me in that season of life. She said, I want you to teach them all of that stuff. That's the only thing I want you to do. Yeah, wow. I don't want any money from you. I don't want any rent. I don't want any obligations from you. Like, I cook because my mom was a chef, so I cook pretty well. She's like, I, I'm not going to say no to you cooking dinner every once in a while. But I want you to know, I want you to know that I'm not asking anything of you, but, but to be a big brother to my sons. That's so cool. And so... That season lent itself to a lot of different things. Um, and the first song that I wrote, the first the worst the first worship song I ever wrote, okay? First song I ever wrote was a song called In Spite of It All. And I wrote this song um in this season of living with the good years in their guest room. And this little starter. Yamaha beginner piano that I got from someone. I don't even remember who. And going back to the basics of block chords and writing this song as a way to process what I was going through. Right. This new season I was in. I fell back in love with Jesus. I fell back in love with the word. I would wake up every morning hmm. and read the scriptures. And then I'd go downstairs and get, get a Mark Goodyear's trombone and wake up Stephen and Scott um, <laughs> with the blaring of a trombone on a, on a normal... I'm sure they loved you for that. Oh, man. They're like, bro, that was the worst season. <laughs> I'm like, that was the best season of my life. Because I, I go down, I cook breakfast for them, hmm. and then I go back up, and it wasn't always a trombone. It could be a BB gun. It could be Pop Rocks. It could be all different kinds of things. I'm like, wake up. Wow. <laughs> it, you are you are 20, you are in your early 20s. Yeah. It's the summertime, you know, it's the springtime. Get up, you're not sleeping till noon. Beautiful. So I, so I kept my end of the bargain and they kept theirs. Mm. And and the Lord was faithful to give me lots of songs at the mm. time. In spite of it all, 
During that season, um, I went to a free Reinhard Bonnke conference. And if you don't know who Reinhard Bonnke is, um, he's like this general evangelist in the faith. He passed away, like, I believe a couple years ago. But he was 2016. And I had a TYI-like experience at a, at a free conference he was doing in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I just fell back in love with Jesus and I had accountability in, in Stephen and in Dwayne, my friend. I had discipleship from Bethany and Antoine Yoakum. They they paid me a $25 gratuity to come lead worship. So I would drive the 45 minutes from Douglasville to um, in downtown Atlanta, go to church. And it was the best. Mm. It was the best. Mm. Um, my brother moved from Florida and we started to worship together. And our relationship started to take on a new dynamic. And mm. we're both these worshipers who love Jesus. And the Lord was breathing on our church. Mm. Um, and we had a drummer. We had keys. We had three vocalists. That was it. Mm. And every once in a while, Antoine would play the guitar or I'd ask Stephen to come over from his church off of North Druid Hills. And like, we just, yeah, we, the, the Lord was breathing on our church. And I was writing songs like what felt like every couple of days I was writing songs mm. as a way to process what I was going through. Right. And um, I had very awesome encounter at summer camp 2016. And man, I just like the depths, right? Like I've heard we determine the depth when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. Mm. Um, I've heard it said like that. We determine the depth. Mm. And like we determine how deep we go. So, man, I was just going deep, like every morning in the word, every evening. Um, David says, I meditate on your word day and night. Like, how does a young man keep his way pure? Meditate on the word of the Lord. Hmm. And I was just like, in it, dude. I was in it, in it, in it. And I was writing these uh these these songs that were basically scripture. Mm -hmm. And um through a series of circumstances, uh, I got asked to lead at TYI four years after I got saved, and, and at the at event, and then a year after you guys kind of passed the baton to me, even though I even though I didn't know, mm. you know, even though I didn't know that like mm. that's what was happening. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, yeah, man, like I led there. And I, against my, like, 
I did not want to do one of my songs, but Denzel, my older brother, was playing drums for me. And he said, Aaron, you got to do that in spite of it all song. And I'm like, no, I, that's, that's not what this was for. Hmm. Like, he said, Aaron, I'll never forget. Oh, so many moments. Uh, he said to me, he said, Aaron, there's no one in our family that has ever been put in this position before. Yeah, wow. Like, you are the first one in our family and how, how many generations mm. to wow. be put in this predicament. Mm. And I'm like, he's my older brother. He's my big bro. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Okay, fine. So I do the song and I didn't know Bernie Dick was in the room. Hmm. I, I didn't know he was there. Yeah. Um, and he came up to me afterwards. He says, hey, what's... Uh, what was that last song you did? That song was awesome. Like, who did it? Um, like, what band is that? Hillsong, Elevation, Bethel, <laughs> whatever. Um, and you were like, that was that's an Aaron McLean special. It Denzel. Denzel's like, Denzel's like, he wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Denzel's like, he wrote it. And I still have the footage of that moment. Um, but uh, at that moment of me list, me teaching the song real quick mm. and then the TYI delegates getting it like that like yeah. just like sang through it once and they got it yeah um, and I'll never forget those moments and that kind of like it catapulted me into like oh snap I think I may be a songwriter yeah <laughs> like yeah. oh snap I think that's I, I think that's something that God is giving me to like do not to just write songs but to release them mm. and to give language to the next generation for who God is yeah so you went back to school from there yeah so so I I start there's this dream that I had in my heart to not go back into vocational ministry per se but I wanted to open like a bistro like cafe type situation that also daylight and moonlight as like a worship venue like this collab gotcha. where it's like a music venue. It's like a local music venue for like clean, family-friendly music, but also just a place that makes really good coffee and has really good bistro right. fare because I love to cook. Mm. I love music. I feel like that was the way to like marry the two. Gotcha. So I had this dream and I was like, I'm going to go back to school. And instead of majoring in sociology and music, I'm going to major in um, business marketing. So I was pursuing my bachelor's in, in, in business marketing and Bernie basically gave me an opportunity and, and through uh, just the, the, the kindness and the generosity of the Salvation Army um, gifted me an opportunity to release the songs I had been writing. Mm. So uh, everything kind of hit at once because I was also uh, doing missions uh, with the Salvation Army at the time as well. I'm in the parallel that uh, I went to Romania hmm. um, and Marty, who was a mentor and a hero to me at the time, um, uh, went to Moldova when he was around my age at the time. So literally the same region, literally yeah. doing the same stuff. I, I just think that's a cool connection. Yeah. Anyway, um, in the same week I, I had finals, for the first time in my life, I had made the Dean's List, like A, B, honor roll like for the first time in my life 
Way to go, man. That's awesome. I was never a huge fan of school hmm. um, <laughs> ever. But the first time in my life I made the dean's list and had higher than a three point, you know, 3.2. Um, to be honest, I had higher than a 2.0 because I never really got above that <laughs> in school, if I'm honest. Um, I had finals. Mm-hmm. My dad passed away the Sunday before finals. Mm. And um, I went to go uh, bury my father and then went to Nashville to record this record mm. called Invictory. I did that and then I turned around and by my birthday, I was on a plane to Paris with my missions team. And I sat on the plane. And I was like, what God could do in two years. You just don't even know. Mm. Um, I came back from that trip. Um, we spent six weeks in Romania. We even went to Moldova, which was cool. Um, so you go for so you're you you've just um, man, that must have been so hard for. I mean that that's intense. Uh, any one of those things, you know, um, your father passing, and then the culmination of these songs coming to fruition in the album, and then going to on a on a that's insane, man. That's that's yeah. a lot of stuff at the same time. That was. Yeah, that was, he passed away on May the 7th, 2017, month, almost exactly a month after I seen him last. Because mm-hmm. I was doing uh, different youth councils across the, the South at the time. And I saw him nearly a month before he passed, and he had his legs amputated. It was the first time I seen my dad without legs. Yeah. Um, and then a month later, he passed away. The week after he passed, I tracked the record. The week after we tracked the record, I had orientation to go to Romania, Moldova. Mm. And then the week after that was my birthday. Um, wow. And and we were, that was commissioning weekend and then off to Romania for six weeks. We debriefed. And then on August the 2nd, which is five years to the date that I got saved, I released in victory mm. at TY. That's a lot. yeah bro yeah bro it was it was a trippy experience because all of it was so new to me Mm. so it was a trippy experience being in a foreign country getting jpegs for album covers Mm. and getting dropbox links for the demos and the 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 tracks Mm. in a foreign country and being like when i get back from this trip Mm. what what was birthed out of a season of of yieldedness and lowness and like almost obscurity is going to be in my hands to hold. Yeah. And the bittersweetness that my father isn't there to see this, but my mother is, and my brother is playing drums on the track, on the record. Yeah. And like just these full, these full circle moments. And so that 2017 was like the year of just like the Lord bringing so much full circle, mm. like so many things to full circle. Like you, you were upset with me that you didn't go back to school, but now you're on the dean's list. Yeah, you were upset with me that you were living in obscurity and homeless. Now you have a home. Like all I can think of, man, is beauty for ashes and the Lord restoring yeah. what the locusts have taken. Amen. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And so I ended up um, traveling quite a bit after that, and you know how that goes, like. You, you know, you start to get a little bit of buzz around around a, around a song or a project and, and people start to um, reach out and, and, and what what you carry. And, and so I was still leading at the South Atlanta Croc Center, but they were 
gracious to be my springboard into a lot of the things that I'm walking in now. Yeah. Hey, don't go anywhere just yet. <laughs> Tune in next week for uh, the final part of my conversation with Aaron. Hey, I wanted to let you guys know, I just put a song out. It's a demo of a song called You Are Loved. And the benefit of hosting your own podcast is that I can advertise whatever I want. And so I just thought I'd let you guys know about a song I just released uh, called You Are Loved. You can check it out. Um, on my website, which is lager.net, or pretty much just anywhere you find music. You can Google Phil Lager, You Are Loved. And uh, it's a demo of a song, and uh, you can find all the information about it on my social media channels. But I'd love it if you checked it out. And if you like it, consider supporting it. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you next week on the part three of my conversation with Aaron McLean. That's it for this week on First Draft Phil.